Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan Chapter 10 Part 1 Then Christian addressed himself thus to his fellow, Well, come, my good faithful, I perceive that thou and I must walk by ourselves again. So I saw in my dream that they went on a pace before, and ignorance he came hobbling after. Then said Christian to his companion, I much pity this poor man. It will certainly go ill with him at last. Alas, said Hopeful, there are abundance in our town in his condition. Whole families, yea, whole streets, and that of pilgrims too. And if there be so many in our parts, how many, think you, must there be in the place where he was born? Indeed, said Christian, the word saith, He hath blinded their eyes, lest they should see, etc. But now we are by ourselves. What do you think of such men? Have they at no time, think you, convictions of sin, and so, consequently, fears that their state is dangerous? Nay, said Hopeful, do you answer that question yourself, for you are the elder man. Then, said Christian, I say, sometimes as I think they may. But they being naturally ignorant, understand not that such convictions tend to their good, and therefore they do desperately seek to stifle them and presumptuously continue to flatter themselves in the way of their own hearts. I do believe, said Hopeful, as you say, that fear tends much to men's good, and to make them right at their beginning to go on pilgrimage. Without all doubt it doth, if it be right, for so says the word, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, said Christian. Job 28.28, 28, Psalm 111.10, Proverbs 1.7, 9.10. How will you describe right fear, said Hopeful? True or right fear is discovered by three things, said Christian. One, by its rise. It is caused by saving convictions for sin. Two, it driveth the soul to lay fast hold of Christ for salvation. Three, it begetteth and continueth in the soul a great reverence of God, His word, and ways keeping it tender, and making it afraid to turn from them, to the right hand or to the left, to anything that may dishonor God, break its peace, grieve the spirit, or cause the enemy to speak reproachfully. Well said, said Hopeful. I believe you have said the truth. Are we now almost got past the enchanted ground? Why, said Christian, are you weary of this discourse? No, verily, said Hopeful, but that I would know where we are. We have not now above two miles further to go thereon, said Christian, but let us return to our matter. Now the ignorant know not that such conviction as tend to put them in fear are for their good, and therefore they seek to stifle them. How do they seek to stifle them? One, said Christian, they think that those fears are wrought by the devil, though indeed they are wrought of God, and thinking so, they resist them as things that directly tend to their overthrow. 2. They also think that these fears tend to the spoiling of their faith, when, alas for them, poor men that they are, they have none at all, and therefore they harden their hearts against them. 3. They presume they ought not to fear, and therefore, in despite of them, 
wax presumptuously confident. 4. They see that those fears tend to take away from them their pitiful old self-holiness, and therefore they resist them with all their might. I know something of this myself, said Hopeful, for before I knew myself it was so with me. Well, said Christian, we will leave at this time our neighbor ignorance by himself, and fall upon another profitable question. With all my heart, but you shall still begin. Well then, said Christian, did you not know about ten years ago one temporary in your parts, who was a forward man in religion then? Know him? Yes, he dwelt in Graceless, a town about two miles off of Honesty, and he dwelt next door to one Turnback. Right, said Christian. He dwelt under the same roof with him. Well, that man was much awakened once. I believe that then he had some sight of his sins, and of the wages that were due thereto. I am of your mind, said Hopeful, for my house not being above three miles from him, and that with many tears. Truly I pitied the man, and was not altogether without hope of him. But one may see, it is not everyone that cries, Lord, Lord. He told me once, said Christian, that he was resolved to go on pilgrimage as we go now. But all of a sudden he grew acquainted with one save self, and then he became a stranger to me. Now, said Hopeful, since we are talking about him, let us a little inquire into the reason of the sudden backsliding of him and such others. It may be profitable, said Christian, but do you begin? Well, said Hopeful, then there are, in my judgment, four reasons for it. One, though the consciences of such men are awakened, yet their minds are not changed. Therefore, when the power of guilt weareth away, that which provoked them to be religious ceaseth. Wherefore, they naturally turn to their own course again. Even as we see the dog that is sick of what he hath eaten, so long as his sickness prevails, he vomits and casts up all. Not that he doth this of a free mind, if we may say a dog has a mind, but because it troubleth his stomach. But now, when his sickness is over, and so his stomach eased, his desires being not at all alienated from his vomit, he turns him about and licks up all. And so it is true which is written, the dog is turned to his own vomit again. Second Peter 2.22 Thus, I say, being hot for heaven, by virtue only of the sense and fear of the torments of hell, as their sense and fear of damnation chills and cools, so their desires for heaven and salvation cool also. So then it comes to pass, that when their guilt and fear is gone, their desires for heaven and happiness die, and they return to their course again. 2. Another reason is, they have slavish fears that do overmaster them. I speak now of the fears that they have of men. For the fear of man bringeth a snare. Proverbs 29.25 So then, though they seem to be hot for heaven so long as the flames of hell are about their ears, Yet, when that terror is a little over, they betake themselves to second thoughts, namely, that it is good to be wise and not to run, for they know not what, the hazard of losing all, or at least of bringing themselves into unavoidable and unnecessary troubles, and so they fall in with the world again. 3. The shame that attends religion lies also as a block in their way. They are proud and haughty and religion in their eye is low and contemptible. 
Therefore, when they have lost their sense of hell and the wrath to come, they return again to their former course. 4. Guilt and to meditate terror are grievous to them. They like not to see their misery before they come into it, though perhaps the sight of it at first, if they love that sight, might make them fly whither the righteous fly and are safe. But because they do, as I hinted before, even shun the thoughts of guilt and terror, therefore, when once they are rid of their awakenings about the terrors and wrath of God, they harden their hearts gladly, and choose such ways as will harden them more and more. You are pretty near the business, said Christian, for the bottom of all is for want of a change in their mind and will. And therefore, they are but like the felon that standeth before the judge. He quakes and trembles, and seems to repent most heartily. But the bottom of all is the fear of the halter, not that he hath any detestation of the offense, as it is evident, because let but this man have his liberty, and he will be a thief, and so a rogue still. Whereas, if his mind was changed, he would be otherwise. Now, said Hopeful, I have showed you the reason of their going back. Do you show me the manner thereof? So I will willingly, said Christian. 1. They draw off their thoughts, all that they may, for the remembrance of God, death, and judgment to come. 2. Then they cast off by degrees private duties, as closet prayer, curbing their lusts, watching, sorrow for sin, and the like. 3. Then they shun the company of lively and warm Christians. 4. After that, they grow cold to public duty, as hearing, reading, godly conference, and the like. 5. They then begin to pick holes, as we say, in the coats of some of the godly, and that devilishly, that they may have a seeming color to throw religion, for the sake of some infirmities they have espied in them behind their backs. 6. Then they begin to adhere to, and associate themselves with, carnal, loose, and wanton men. 7. Then they give way to carnal and wanton discourses in secret, and glad are they if they can see such things in any that are counted honest, that they may the more boldly do it through their example. 8. After this they begin to play with little sins openly. 9. After then, being hardened, they show themselves as they are, thus being launched again into the gulf of misery. Unless a miracle of grace prevent it, they everlastingly perish in their own deceivings. Now I saw in my dream that by this time the pilgrims were got over the enchanted ground, and entering into the country of Beulah, whose air was very sweet and pleasant, Isaiah 62, 4-12, Song 2, 10-12, the way lying directly through it, they solaced themselves here for a season. Yea, here they heard continually the singing of birds, and saw every day the flowers appear in the earth, and heard the voice of the turtle in the land. In this country the sun shineth night and day. Wherefore this was beyond the valley of the shadow of death, and also out of the reach of giant despair. Neither could they from this place so much as see Doubting Castle. Here they were within sight of the city they were going to, also, here met them some of the inhabitants thereof, for in this land the shining ones commonly walked, because it was upon the borders of heaven. In this land also, 
the contract between the bride and the bridegroom was renewed. Yea, hear, as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so doth God rejoice over them. Here they had no want of corn and wine, for in this place they met with abundance of what they had sought for in all their pilgrimage. Here they heard voices from out of the city, loud voices, saying, Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him. Here all the inhabitants of the country called them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, sought out, etc. Now, as they walked in this land, they had more rejoicing than in parts more remote from the kingdom to which they were bound. And drawing near to the city, they had yet a more perfect view thereof. It was builded of pearls and precious stones. Also the streets thereof were paved with gold, so that by reason of the natural glory of the city and the reflection of the sunbeams upon it, Christian with desire fell sick. Hopeful also had a fit or two of the same disease. Wherefore here they lay by it a while, crying out because of their pangs. If you see my beloved, tell him that I am sick of love. But being a little strengthened, and better able to bear their sickness, they walked on their way and came yet nearer and nearer, where were orchards, vineyards, and gardens, and their gates opened into the highway. Now as they came up to these places, behold the gardener stood in the way, to whom the pilgrim said, Whose goodly vineyards and gardens are these? He answered, They are the king's, and are planted here for his own delight, and also for the solace of pilgrims. So the gardener had them into the vineyards, and bid them refresh themselves with the dainties. Deuteronomy 23:24. He also showed them there the king's walks and arbors where he delighted to be. And here they tarried and slept. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>